Welcome back to another episode of Women in Tech with Ariana. And that's me. I'm super excited. Um, wow, I, I started off with such a fake <laughs> voice. Uh, let me talk to y'all in my real tone. Uh, it's so funny how you turn the mic on and you just immediately go into like this, uh, you know, code switch mode. I'm going to try to do that as less as possible and just speak from the realness of my heart um, and also my experience. But the type title of this episode is called Faith in Business, Dropping Out of College and Becoming a Founder. And faith has truly been a huge part of my journey personally, professionally, and in so many other areas of my life. And so often it's really hard for me to talk about business or being a good founder without talking about God. Many of you know, if you've listened to my previous episodes from season three, two or one, you'll know that I identify as Christian and and believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And so oftentimes when I think about the journey of being a founder, I compare it to my personal journey and walk of faith with God. And the reason for that is as much as we try to separate the two of being the person at work or the person at home or the person at church or the person at your temple or mosque or whatever walk of faith or or life you are in, you really can't separate the two. You are who you are, right? Whether people are in the room or not. And it's funny in 2023, So every single year I come up with these different themes that help guide me throughout the days so that way I can win the week and win the month and win the year and win the quarter and all the good stuff that I'm sure you all know about and heard that concept on Instagram. But my quote for 2023 last year was, who am I behind closed doors? And so that was the question I asked myself repeatedly it throughout 2023 and essentially it was a question that I was able to use to help with a lot of self-reflection to ensure that I'm preparing myself and becoming the best version of who Ariana is every single day and my journey of being a founder I often talk about faith and what's helped me tremendously, truly, was going to therapy. And there'll be a whole series probably, not even necessarily series, but different episodes where I just talk about therapy and I'll mention it probably in every other episode because it was just so transformational for me. And in therapy, I learned a lot about how my history of the decisions I've made, the habits I've built, the people I communicate with and et cetera, truly makes who I am as Ariana. And those things, those little things that we do behind closed doors, truly always ends up coming to the light. I know you all have heard the quote of what happens in the dark eventually always comes out into the light. And so 
that question of who am I behind closed doors allowed me to have what we call in church a come to Jesus moment where I began to really question areas of my life that truly needed improvement. And that ultimately made me a better founder. So one particular area that I can give a very transformational example last year and even before then, when I first started my fitness journey. So I lost over 70 pounds in one year and I did it in a very healthy way. Um, You know, a lot of cardio, you know, changing the portion sizes of my food, all the good stuff. And I began to see how doing one extra push-up in the gym helped me to complete one extra task off of my to-do list as a founder. Or the days I didn't feel like weightlifting tied into the days I didn't feel like doing a presentation in front of a customer because I was so exhausted that day. And it's very important as founders for us to have these anchors that help to shape shift our thinking and our mindset because the journey that we are on in technology, in business, period, it is hard. And if we don't have things outside of work or our company, and it's not to divvy away from, because when you're a founder, you're all in and that's what you're focused on. But if we don't have things that help to refuel us, then it will be a draining experience. And the aha moment that I got most recently was that, okay, if I'm on the path of building a unicorn, it's going to take time to do that. On average, seven to 10 years, I believe for a company to even is it make it to IPO? I have to, you guys have to fact check me on that. Tag me on Instagram, DM me, you know, somebody Google it right now. But it takes time before you meet the big goal, whether it's, you know, doing $100 million in revenue, $50 million, $10 million, or $3 million, or $100,000. And so faith in God and, and being Christian has transformed my life. And so I often talk about God in just business because it it truly is an anchor for me on the nights I don't want to do things, on the days I want to cry, on the emails that I have to send that are tough to investors or the tough conversations that I have to have when I'm firing somebody who can no longer work for the company. This is the thing that keeps me rooted. This is the thing that reminds me that I must treat people with respect regardless of if they did me right or wrong So that way I, as a founder, have a good reputation because it takes 10 years to build a reputation, but only 10 seconds to lose it. And so faith for me has truly helped to transform my experience as a founder. And so we're going to get into it and I'm going to talk about all a bunch of stuff with just the last I guess you would say 10 years of my journey. So some of you know, if you've listened to the old episodes, so I started being an entrepreneur when I was 18 years old. And at the time I built a 
baking company in Atlanta. So that's where I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia with my family. And I built this baking business because I really wanted to figure out like, hey, I need to make some extra money. I was, you know, three semesters, I think, into college at the time and really wanted to do something different. So I would go home on the weekends, bake, and I learned all throughout the summer before back in 2013 was the year I was a freshman in college. And so the summer before just went crazy on learning and doing YouTube and, and all those different things. And I always knew that I wanted to be in business because I've always had a big passion for helping others, supporting others, and just wanting to make a big difference. And so that was like where I first got the entrepreneur bug. I continued though, however, oh, so really quickly. So I did ran that company for three years. In my first year, we uh, partnered with the Atlanta Ice Cream Festival. The owner of that festival, his name is Kevin. I have not talked to Kevin in years, but Kevin, if you were listening to this episode, shout out to you because you gave a young, at the time I was actually 17, turning 18, but you gave a young 17-year-old 11 years ago the opportunity to pursue her dream. And although it seems so small at the time, it was the beginning point for me as an entrepreneur and I'm forever grateful for that. So shout out to the Atlanta ice cream festival and the founder at the time and the CEO at the time, his name is Kevin. So shout out to you, Kevin. But so, you know, I was starting this business doing well in Atlanta. uh, So well, like I would ship off cakes and cookies in the mail to different customers and the mailman would be like, hey, like this stuff smells good. And they became my customers. And then the ice cream festival and other folks. And I started baking for funerals and friends and family members and doing the whole shebang. So your girl is a, what, 11-year baker. Um, and I'm, I pride myself on that. I love debating people's grandmas about how my lemon pound cake is way better than theirs. So tell your grandmother, Ariana the Techie said, she's a much better baker than you. And I do mean that with all confidence. But anyway, that was the beginning, right? So went into college at the time I was at Tuskegee University, where I started off as a computer science major. And I really, I was inspired by technology because in high school, I did a robotics club where I learned a lot about technology and engineering and building physical products, but also learning a little bit about software because obviously robots have to move, right? And the robot that my team and I built, we were part of the first robotics competition in Georgia at the time in 2010. And we built a robot that actually played basketball. So we had to build an arm and do all that cool stuff. So that was my exposure into technology. And then my exposure into business was running the bacon company. So I go to Tuskegee University, I'm majoring in computer science because I'm like, hey, this is an industry that I feel like has a lot of opportunity because of the exposure that I got in high school. And exposure 
is so, so, so important. And I thank God for a lot of the mentors and people that pulled me aside and saw something in me and said, hey, Ariana, you need to be in this area. And what's crazy is like, I was never like the A plus student. I was never the math whiz. I actually sucked at math my entire career. And of, you know, education, K through 12 education. But it was just other people that really inspired me and pushed me to say like, no, you need to be here. Work harder to stay within this space and find your way. So I go to Tuskegee University and I'm the first person in my college. You know, I was a first gen, right? Which means I was the first person in my family legacy to attend a university. And so going to Tuskegee was a really big deal. Tuskegee is a phenomenal institution that has a really good engineering program with people who are super, just all from all over the world. It's just a great university. So shout out to Tuskegee. And if those of you are listening, if you're looking for a university to donate to, you want to make a great donation to a great body of students, I would highly recommend the Tuskegee Engineering Program. And got to Tuskegee, um, and at the time majored in computer science, and I attended this tech conference at the university that was for business and engineering majors. But I'm like, oh, you know, I'm majoring in computer science, but maybe I'll go and, you know, just kind of see what it's about. I'm technically engineering adjacent, right? Even though I wasn't an engineering major that first semester. Walk into this luncheon room and I wasn't even supposed to be there. They had a certain amount of students, but there were a few seats that were open and the door was open and I just took advantage of that opportunity. That's a whole sermon right there. How many doors are open in our life and we need to just tap in and walk in instead of being afraid and scared to see what's behind that door that could be for us. And lo and behold, this was a huge, another huge turning point for me in my life and my journey as a woman in tech and as, you know, Ariana. And the speaker at the time was a woman named Karen Bryant. She worked for Procter & Gamble. She was a VP at the time. And she had on a business suit. And I was like, who is this woman in this Beautiful brown skin with a business full suit on with short hair. I was immediately inspired. I had never, I don't think at the time, again, I'm a freshman, you know, for context, I'm like, what, 17, 18 years old. I grew up in Atlanta. So there was just a certain uh, type of, there were certain things I was exposed to and, and many things that I wasn't. And I was like, who is this woman in a full suit? Like I had never seen actually a woman in a full business suit like that ever in my life never so I was intrigued I'm like who is she she begins to tell her story and talk about how she was an engineer at Tuskegee my mouth immediately dropped because I had never seen a woman period who was an engineer let alone in a suit but who was an engineer who looked like me who was super technical and attended the university that I at the time attended so I immediately, my eyes were open and I said, oh, so it is possible. I ch- literally changed my major three days later. How can you be what you can't see? 
and and it is possible i will say there are many people that can be what they don't see i'm i'm technically doing that now as one of the few young women in the world period that's in technology who's raised over a million dollars building a company navigating challenges of all different sorts of kinds but the importance of being exposed to opportunity is huge and so many people don't get that but when i saw karen bryant of procter and gamble at the time i said oh no i want to be just like her and that's what i did i majored i changed went to my advisor said listen I don't want to be a computer science major. I want to major in electrical engineering, just like she did. And I'll keep computer science, some of the courses, so I can continue to develop my software skills. And that's exactly what we did. Now, go to college. You know, I'm walking you all through my a part of my life journey. I have so many stories that over time we'll get into. Some I will share um, some maybe, you know, will come out in a book in the future of my life. Okay. But, you know, navigating college now, I've changed my major. I'm in the tech world and I know that there's opportunity here and the weight on my shoulder, on my shoulders as well is Ariana, you were the first one in your family. You cannot mess this up. I was very eager and very ambitious from day one of attending university to ensure that I was involved in everything, always open to opportunity to make sure that I don't miss my chance. Because where I came from and seeing how hard my parents sacrificed, I just wanted to make sure that I was taking full advantage of the resources. So major electrical engineering, doing my computer science stuff, I'm involved in like six different organizations on campus, Resume is banging, moving it out. I ended up getting three different engineering internships by the beginning of sophomore year. So after freshman year was over, I ended up completing like three pretty iconic internships within a year and a half. So I majored, I, uh, excuse me, I was an intern for Honda Manufacturing, where I helped develop software for their robots that were there, uh, building out the Honda Odyssey, Honda Odyssey, the Honda Pilot, and the Accurate MDX, which Accurate is Honda's luxury line. Then I went on to be the first HBCU intern for Exelon Nuclear Company in Byron, Illinois, developing a research project around ways that the plant could use drone technology in their systems. And then I also co-worked on a chemical engineering project that summer, which is crazy, learning a software that can help them understand the scaling in the water to help make sure that water is purified for their nuclear reactors. And then I went on to be an intern at GE Aviation. So, and then I also became a NASA grant scholar. So doing all these phenomenal things, right? Killing it in engineering school. And then lo and behold, I remember it like it was yesterday, even though it was literally, what, eight, nine, ten years ago now. I got a great, basically, awakening point where I was literally sleeping and I literally basically heard God's voice wake me up. 
And there was this sense of a heavy calling is what I would say on my life of Ariana, how are you going to make a difference in the world? And I remember the second question that came up, which is going to, for some of y'all, y'all going to think I'm crazy, but it don't matter because it's my story. But a question that came up was, Ariana, how and who is going to afford the funeral expenses for your family? And I know that sounds crazy, but those were the two things that woke me up and I said, oh, wait a minute. I have got to put the pedal to the metal. And from that day forth, I started to strategize even more about, okay, how can I truly navigate my career in technology? So I started to just brainstorm and think and begin to strategize on how I wanted to move forward in my professional career. And so I decided to drop out of college. I know what you're thinking. What on earth are you thinking? You're doing all these great things. You've done these internships. You're a NASA grant scholar, Ford Motor Scholar, you know, not a straight A engineering student, but a consistent one. that shows up on time and does the work, why would you choose to drop out? There were also other factors that came into play where I began to do the math and I'm like, okay, I'm about to be in so much debt um, from, from doing you know things this way. And I wanted to figure out really truthfully, what are the ways I can create opportunity and wealth for my family? And that great awakening point that I believe definitely was from God was the beginning of me taking my journey as a professional beyond myself and finding ways to ensure that I'm strategically positioning myself to support those around me. Heavy burden. I know what you're thinking. Maybe some of you are thinking, Ariana, that's not your responsibility to provide for family or whatever, but everyone doesn't have that opportunity to not kind of think about those things. And so that was a big one for me. So I decided to drop out of college. At the time, I also fell in love, which is another story for another day because that relationship is over. And that did pay a, you know, a small part into some things. Or a big part. I'm I'm totally undermining it, actually. <laughs> but uh, it did play a part into, you know, my journey. But I really wanted to just, as we say in the Web3 world, ape into my dream. I just knew that God was calling me to something bigger and greater than traditional education. So I would go on, decided to drop out of college, drop out of Tuskegee University. But shout out to them. Um, because it still transformed my life and I love my HBCU. And I began to look for alternative ways and resources. So I ended up doing a coding boot camp, learning a bunch of skills about, you know, how to fur- further develop my software engineering school so skills so I could be in the space. Lo and behold, 
at the same time of me dropping out, I was also paying attention to a lot of the trends. So 10 years ago, the big trend for technology was mobile apps. Everybody was launching apps, social platforms, et cetera. And I wanted to kind of be at the forefront of that and a few other technologies that I'll get into in other dates. So that way I can make sure that I am strategically placing myself in a way where I am at the table of the future. And I always say that the table of the future is technology. And so I do these coding boot camps, learning software skills, further developing. And so when I started out, I was a .NET C Sharp developer. Then I got into Python. Then I learned Swift, which is technology for building iOS applications. And then in 2017, I decided to pivot my focus into the blockchain industry, being a Solidity engineer. Um, and for those of you that know, I'm a full stack software engineer for the last 13 years. And so it's been a wild journey for me just making that initial decision of, okay, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to give up what my parents have worked so hard for, what I believe was the ultimate goal for my life, which was college, to follow this calling that I just believe came from God. And I know it came from God because till this day, I can still feel that same burn in my soul, y'all, for over a decade to be in this industry, to build in this space. And through challenging times to continue to move forward. And so I say this to say, have faith, founders. You have to. This world is already hard enough. The challenges that we choose to try to solve are already hard enough. The people in the comments and those who are listening, family members, friends, may or may not understand. So we need to make sure that we are positioning and setting our own selves up to support ourselves, those we love, and others. And most importantly, it's important to have what I believe is faith. This world, I always say that, you know, life is short, but it's also long. And if I'm going to live it, I'm going to live it in full. I'm going to live it glorifying God and sharing his name and giving him glory. And I'm going to live it in a way where I'm refueling myself to be ready for the job that is long, that is tiring, but will be worth it. And so I just hope that whatever tough decision you have to make today or tomorrow or by next Tuesday at 2 p.m., just know that you will get through it. And I often have to remind myself that the hardest decision that I have to make today or the task or the project that gives me the most anxiety and freaks me out and I don't want to do it, eventually... When I look back in six months, a year from now, two or three, it'll be something we can all laugh at and say, wow, that was the problem of the day. You know, it's kind of like when you kind of think about back in high school where the biggest problem of your week was, 
you know, finding the right shoes to wear so you look cute during your 10 minute walk in the hallway because there's a cute guy on the locker that you're too scared to talk to or whatever. And so I think oftentimes when we're in the moment and we're in the thick of things and we're deciding whether to move forward or to make a career change or drop out of college or go back to college, whatever the decision or start that business as a mom, whatever journey you're on in life, I think a strategy that we can all choose is how do we put ourselves in a position of kind of tricking our brains in a way and saying, hey, in two weeks, in two months, in two years, this big problem right now or this big challenge that seems impossible will very soon be just a memory. And it's going to be a memory that I hope we all can look back on and be proud of. And the best way to do that is by investing in yourself, but just making the best decision that you can for the moment you are in today. And so grace is very important. Faith is very important. Forgiveness for yourself and others is very important. And I just hope that these are all little tidbits that we can all take on our journey of becoming better founders and navigating the everyday, every night decisions that we have to go through. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'll talk to you next Tuesday.